Welcome to a bonus edition of the Car Doctor radio program. Today, I got to talk to Omar Oday, the Ford Icon Marketing Manager, about big news. And I also had the opportunity and privilege to chat with Ted Ryan, who, for want of a better title, is the gatekeeper of the Ford Heritage Vault. And there's some news. Ford has opened up a new wing of the vault. Ted, tell us about it. And we opened up the wing of concept vehicles. So we added 1,700 images and brochures combined of more than 325 concept vehicles that Ford has done between 1896 and uh, 2020. And frankly, this is one of my favorite additions to the vault that we've done so far. It's because everybody loves the concept vehicles. They, I describe them as they were a, fl a flight of imagination from the uh, auto uh, designers over the years. Uh, it's where they got to put pen on paper and come up with their craziest ideas. What what can we do? What what would the future of the automobile look like uh, a decade hence? And uh, they're just fantastic images and uh, we're excited to share them. And you're, you're absolutely right. Uh, back when auto shows were a little bit more popular, the thing that really got people there was the concept cars. You'd see the concepts and the prototypes and and people, people would just stand there and stare at them and wonder whether they were actually going to come to life. And, you know, history proves it. They do sort of. And, you know, at, at some point or another, you, you see something that looked like it was part of a concept at one point. Uh, but I think you're right. This is where, and I'll probably get in trouble for saying this, is this is where the designers and the engineers don't have to listen to the lawyers. And that's true. You don't have to worry about keeping all four wheels on the ground and, and, and photos. You can do anything. One of my favorite examples is the X100. And the X100 was a Lincoln concept. Uh, was done by the Lincoln team in tribute to uh, to the Ford team for the 50th anniversary of Ford. Uh, and they put a hundred different innovations into this concept vehicle. Crazy things like uh, crazy things like uh, rain sensing windshield wipers. Imagine that uh, a telephone, uh, geo positioning, a little map built into the car. Uh, a couple uh, entry, more than of the hundred, more than fifty actually eventually made it into cars. Uh, some didn't, like uh, electric razors. We don't have electric razors in our car, although you could. Uh, so examples like that, and then the. The Nucleon from 1958, uh, which why wouldn't you want nuclear power for your car? Uh, and then the Gyron, the three-wheel uh, car that was going to use a gyroscope to propel it. Uh, you know, it, it, it designers could do and, and often did do anything to make these cars look and, and sound crazy. Yeah, I remember seeing, I think it was a mercury minivan that had like a portable washer and dryer and refrigerator in it you know just with the idea of you know the the you know busy working parent that has to bring their kids all over the place let's wash their clothes and give them you know give them snacks at the same time and uh yeah you know interesting concept you know is it ever going to you know show up in reality probably not but uh but you know interesting that someone thought of it I don't think you'll see washer and dryer. My favorite is the Aurora. You'll have to look up the Aurora. It was a, a station wagon from the mid-60s, and the Aurora, too, was the late 60s. And essentially, they put an L-shaped sectional sofa in the back seat uh, rather than the, the row bent seat. So the, you had this enormous L, and you could recline on this velour uh, uh, sofa uh, while your driver drove you. And it also had a built-in refrigerator and a built-in television. The video that was produced for the Aurora shows the refrigerator opening. There's an ice cold bottle of Coca-Cola uh, in the car. So product placement even worked back then. So <laughs> yeah, I, and I guess, you know, that L-shaped sofa probably wasn't 
wasn't a lot different than sort of the curved rear seat of a Thunderbird, you know, where it was kind of that sort of sofa looking seat that the Thunderbird had. Uh, 100%. And I actually pulled out Aurora information recently for one of the battery electric designers, uh, because without an engine in the car, without an engine compartment, there's all this additional space that the designers can take advantage of. Uh, and I challenged one of the designers. I said, look at the Aurora. Wouldn't it be cool if we could do something like this and one of the new luxury SUVs that, that are being produced? So, But often concepts did come to reality. Like the Mustang One is my favorite story. The Mustang won a beautiful concept uh, car. Uh, you, I always say that the the animators from Speed Racer must have seen the Mustang won because it looks just like the car in Speed Racer. But between the Mustang One, the Allegra, and then the Mustang Two was born the Mustang. So these three concepts essentially proved to the Ford designers that this new modern generation loved the sporty, stylish look, uh, which led directly to the development of the Mustang uh, for its introduction in 1964. So concept becomes reality. You mentioned the concepts go way back to the early part 1896, of the, the 1896. Yeah, yeah we're counting the quadricycle as a concept. So we're taking a little bit of a liberty. Uh, but the real concepts in Ford's world started in the 30s with Edsel and his uh, speedsters and his racers. And then later, the Continental was actually a single built concept that was built for Edsel. It just proved to be so popular among his friends that he turned it into a production model. But the 50s are the heyday, the 50s and 60s. Although they go, the, when you get a chance to take a look, the U260 from 2001 was a concept for the Bronco. And the lines of that particular concept are very similar to what actually happened with the production Bronco that just came out a few years ago. So, uh, you know, it's an unbroken chain of, of creative imagination from the designers. Now, some people will say what's, you know, what's old is new again. And you mentioned that, you know, you show some of the older things to the designers um how, how much of that really takes place where they where they go back and they look at what had an appeal in the you know in the art deco era or you know the the chrome and tail fin era that you know was so popular at one point or even the aerospace era for that matter where everything sort of all the concepts sort of looked like a rocket um how much of that do they look at and try to you know bring some design modern design in that it, bring, it varies by team. That's actually a really good question. So essentially, and this is sort of inside baseball, my archive staff, we do, uh, uh, in essence, a monthly tour for the design teams, and we cover different subjects. So uh, one month, it may be colors, and we'll have just color charts with, with the color, the, the actual metal paint chips, you know, and you can see the gamut of Ford colors and how it changed over time. And we'll, we may do it one month with fabric samples. You talked about the space era. We just did a, a tour last month with our human machine interface team. Believe it or not, there's a team called the human machine interface because the car is the machine. So how, how do you read the dials with our new touch screens? How does all that change? And so I pulled all of the work that Ford had done in designing mission control for that team so that they could see how Ford had over the years uh, created new and visual ways of, of transferring data. So uh, we do we do a good bit of it uh, on a monthly basis. We'll pick a topic and invite the designers in and uh, let them see what they're going to see. And for our listeners and viewers, how do people find 
the heritage vault where do they go and uh and uh, just a reminder you know it's everything's downloadable right you can it is you can, free yeah. and downloadable not just downloadable there's it's free so the fordheritagevault.com is the actual website we have over 15,000 pieces of content in that site now we have nearly every ford vehicle built between 1903 and 2003 as well as lincoln mercury edsel we added Ford of England last year. We added Ford of Australia, Ford of Mexico, Ford of South Africa uh, this year. We added Ford locations, things like Willow Run and the Rouge earlier this year. And now the concepts are there. And uh, the stats are just insane. So far, nearly a quarter of a million visitors from 175 countries have done 13 million searches and downloaded 400,000 assets in the year that the vault has been up and running. So we built it and people are coming and, and everything is free and everything is downloadable. Uh, we just ask that you don't put it on a t-shirt or coffee cup and try to sell it. Uh, but you're welcome to print it and, and uh, frame it and have uh, your favorite Mustang or your favorite concept car as a poster on your wall. Well, I think the very first time we talked, our audience crashed your website. We <laughs> won't, we won't, we won't do that this time. Well, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll go a little bit easy, but just the idea that this information is available to people. And I was at a car show on Saturday night. I ran into somebody with a, with a, um, uh, 66 galaxy and, and we were just chatting and he said, yeah, I really wish I could find some of the original sales brochures. And I said, yeah. I, I happen to know where they are. <laughs> and uh, he's like, you could get that information. I said, you can get it and it's free and you can print it and you can put it in your scrapbook with your restoration book of how you put your car together. So a lot of fantastic stuff for people to find. You know, we actually we're getting fan mail uh, from about the vault now. People who were I spent years looking for XYZ brochure or I never I never knew the paint color name of my car. And now you've helped me so much. Uh, and, you know, we did it because we're archivists and we we want to make this material available. It's like asking to see pictures of my kids. Of course you can have it. Of course you can have it for free. Uh, so we're, we feel like we're doing a service for the Ford fans out there. Well, it, it really is. A, it's a great site. And you can, I, you know, the expression down the rabbit hole, you can get pretty lost on this site by going from from going from one one brochure, one piece to another. You can spend a lot of time there. So I sort of warn everybody, you know, put some time aside and uh, you'll have a really good time on this. And the amount of information that's there is just invaluable. And I want to thank you and Ford for putting it all together. Well, thank you so much. My favorite review of the vault was from Top Gear, the British uh, 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 site. And they actually said the only problem with the vault is it's hard to get out of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> once, once you get in, it's hard to it's hard to click exit and leave. So uh, but you know what? We're all car folks. So uh, we're going to put it there and and it'll be up to you to figure out how to how to uh, click the exit button and get out. <laughs> hey, Ted, I want to thank you for taking a little time out of your day and joining us on the Car Doctor program. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me on. Thanks again to Ted Ryan from Ford Motor Company for joining us on the Car Doctor program. I had the chance to talk with Omar Ode. He is the Ford Icon Marketing Manager, and they had some big news at uh, Pebble Beach, and he's here to tell us about it. Well, recently at uh, Pebble Beach, uh, you guys shocked the community with what everyone thought was going to be a mid-engine car. But in fact, uh, you introduced something very unique with Mustang. Can you tell us about it? Absolutely. We introduced the new, all-new Mustang GTD, a super performance, super high-performance Mustang that's designed to go 
uh, around the Nuremberg Ring in less than seven minutes. Uh, carbon body, 800 horsepower, supercharged motor, a very unique and special Mustang. And no one's quite sure how you kept this a secret. Uh, it's this seemed to be this seemed to be something that was really really unique, and somehow the secret never got out. How, how does that work? Well, internally within Ford, we it was really special. We started with a small group of just five people working on this program, along with five people from Multimatic. We had NDAs. We kept everything super secret, and we actually only worked out of a secret little facility that we um, kind of nicknamed the barn. It was a little uh, la laboratory behind our uh, aerodynamic studios, and we nobody knew we were back there working. And uh, we only involved people when we absolutely had to, and that's how we kept it very top secret. And uh, tell us a little bit about the engine. 800 horsepower is an incredible number. Uh, that is certainly supercar numbers. Um, Tell us a little bit about the engine itself. So we're using a modified 5.2 liter supercharged, similar to what we use in the F-150 Raptor R and previous high-performance Mustangs, but we've modified it. New pulley, uh, dry sump, a very unique dry sump system that allows it so that it can handle high track capacity so that we can get over 800 horsepower. And when you combine that, with the amazing suspension system that we have, as well as the amazing lateral grip and aerodynamics, that's how we think we can get a sub-seven-minute ring time with this all-new Mustang. And you you mentioned uh, very carbon, carbon fiber intense for the body uh, and the suspension system. Um, you know, this is... This is more than a one-off car, but on the other hand, there's not going to be a lot of these cars being made, are there? Right. Um, so the the body, almost all of it besides the doors, is carbon fiber. So your hood, your fenders, your roof, all carbon fiber. Wheels are magnesium. Brakes, carbon ceramic. So all these are new to Mustang, things that we've never done on Mustang, things that we've taken from supercar and apply them to Mustang. In terms of volume, we haven't determined the final volumes, but yeah, it will be a limited production. And, you know, we encourage people, you know, to go to the Ford.com uh, Mustang GTD site to ask for more information. And uh, we'll be doing an application process very similar to Ford GT starting next year. And will it be also similar that if someone buys one, there's some restriction about reselling it? We haven't established that quite yet. Uh, we're still working through all that in terms of restrictions and any of the uh, wholesale process. I, I guess, uh, you know, the, the question question begs, you know, is it, uh, you know, is it going to be Jay Leno gets the first one or is it going to be uh, Tim Allen? <laughs> we'll see. We do have a number of Ford VIPs that have already expressed quite a bit of interest. As you know, we were in Pebble Beach last week debuting this product and, you know, big car community, supercar community up there. And we had an amazing reception for the all-new Mustang GTD. So I guess we'll see when everyone, uh, you know, puts in their expressions of interest over the next couple months on this product. But we're just so excited because it really ties back 
to what we're doing in racing uh, with the GT3 program. We're going back to Le Mans, and at the beginning of next year, you'll see our GT3 racing in Daytona. And this vehicle is for those customers that absolutely love our GT3 racing program. Now they have a vehicle that they can drive on the street. And it 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 sort of seems to harken back to the Ford versus Ferrari movie. The idea that Ford is going, you know, all in on racing uh, is pretty exciting for the enthusiast community. Absolutely. I mean, that was part of the program. I mean, we wanted to elevate Mustang to be able to compete with the best of the best around the world. Um, and this time, not just Ferrari. Ferrari, Mercedes, Aston Martin, Lamborghini, Corvette, everybody that races in GT3, as well as has road-going variants, to show what Mustang can do. Um, as you know, next year is the 60th anniversary of Mustang. And being able to launch a product like this so close to the 60th anniversary just shows what M Mustang has been and has come along over the last six decades. And I would guess like all racing applications, some of what you do in this car may trickle down to uh, other Ford products, specifically the the uh, typical Mustang that uh, that most buyers would buy. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's part of the some of the work that I do. I always look at abilities to transfer that technology in in future products. So, I mean, if we're able to do it, we'll do it. But obviously, with this Mustang GTD, we're really focused on delivering the most advanced technology to these customers. Um, you know, one thing I'm super excited about, and for the customers, and I encourage people to go online and check it out, is our new inboard rear suspension something that's really trick and special that you know we've never done really before it's really a suspension that you only see on prototype race cars and it's on our new thing gtd well i think if the old saying of you know win on sunday sell on monday holds true it sounds like it's going to be uh, it's going to be a good good years for ford coming up we hope so. We, we we really pushed into the racing space with GT3, GT4, customer programs uh, with the Dark Horse SNR, and now with a road-going variant with the Mustang GTD. For those, we are really pushing into the area of motorsports as well as performance vehicles with not just this product, obviously, but also Bronco Raptors and, and, and uh, Raptor Rs. We're really pushing the limit of what our vehicles can do and really bring that excitement to customers. Well, it really, it really sounds good. And it sounds like uh, this, uh, this sounds like it might have a little bit of Jim Farley touched in there somewhere. So. We definitely had his support on this program. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Hey, Omar, I want to thank you for taking a little time out of your day and joining us on the car doctor radio program. Thank you so much. If you want to listen to the Car Doctor Radio program live, the program Sunday morning at 11 on 95.9 WATD. And you can always listen to ATD online. Go to the website or ask your smart speaker to play WATD. Until next time, be safe. And I appreciate you. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.